I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hook them up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn. I lost my license when Rita came ashore. Trying to help my sister, I dropped it on the floor. Fabulous fifth hour starts with some shiny ribs. Hey, by the way, on uh, the Manny cast last night, did Arnold Schwarzenegger really have a donkey? Yeah, he has a pet donkey. Huh. Yeah. He's a big animal lover. Schwarzenegger's a big animal lover. It's like a, maybe a mini donkey. He's got a miniature donkey. Yeah, probably something like that. Donkeys are mean. They are mean. Yeah. It's not really a pet I would want to have. Maybe a mini mule. Yeah. Mules are great animals, by the way. I always argue this because I was around mules. Uh, those, are, those are donkeys, horse bred. And uh, they're very, they're just, they work forever. Work horses, Rod. Mm-hmm. Work mules. That's what the cowboys That's why need. you want them on the uh, ranch there. Yeah, work they work, horse. They live a long time. And they're not real temperamental, whereas donkeys are super smart, so they're temperamental. That's why you get donkeys kind of guard. Like, they'll, like, they'll, like, fend off other oh, yeah. like, threats Donkeys are ornery. Right? <laughs> well, and that's because they're smart. And yeah. They're super smart animals, and they know what you want them to do, and mm-hmm. so they're not going to do it. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do it. Kind of like your kids. Kind of like cats. That's, cats. Why, that's why I'm not a big cat fan. Cats are like, eh. not doing that. Cats are like, nah. I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. That's why oh, you can't. Cat'll be a, you know what, all day, and then all of a sudden, I want you to pet it. That's why I love dogs, because dogs, you actually, dogs are task oriented, and they 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 like to have a purpose. And they're so very you, simple. Did you give a dog a purpose? You can be a CNI dog, or you can be a bomb sniffing dog. Have dog. Dogs, they want a purpose. A cat is like, no. I want to do what I want to do. I don't, your purpose is not my purpose, okay? All right? That's why a dog, and dogs are loyal. Cats are not as loyal. Cats are loyal to themselves. That's why cats don't hang out with homeless people. But dogs will. <laughs> move on. Cats like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm, this is a family over here. I'm about to go shack up with them, hang out in their backyard. Dogs are a man's best friend. Dogs are, yeah. Dogs are loyal, too. Dogs are, dogs are loyal to, to death. A cat is not loyal to your just, death. Cats like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Our man uh, Dale says it was a full-size mule, or full-size donkey. Eli named it Peyton. Then Arnold never came back after the first commercial break. Well, because he probably donkey probably went off. The don- donkey went donkey on him. <laughs> Donkeys are mean. Donkey don't don't make donkey. me tell you the Nunley story. Good nor. Oh, there's a story about a donkey. Do- oh no, we're not doing it. Okay, I don't. Donkeys are the number one deterrent of coyotes. That's, That's a what fact. I say. Yeah, no, they're good. They're good if you got predators that are like. Yeah, but it's like in your house. You're on the Manning cast. What's this donkey doing in your living room? He probably he's got an estate out there. So the donkey's got his own space to roam and everything. Yeah, I'm sure he's got uh, lots of space out there wherever he lives. He's got all kinds of pets. Remember when he had to tell his wife he was sleeping with the housekeeper? Yeah. That didn't go well for him. That was unfortunate, too, because, man, that's how you know. He was just – it was just convenience because you seen the housekeeper? I did. <laughs> I <laughs> looked like, like the donkey. like, oh, exactly. <laughs> You're like, Arnold, what are you doing? Well, man, come on, man. You're just lazy, Arnold. You want to you cheat? Have some standards, okay? Right, get out there. You're Arnold Schwarzenegger, for God's sakes. What are we doing? Cheat, come on. End up having a love child out of that thing too, right? I believe so. Well, that's why he had to that. tell. Yes, that's why they, that's why it came out. That was a weird. That was a funny story. That was a funny story. Yeah, if you're gonna risk it all, guys. Well, remember, you know, if you're gonna risk it all, make it worth it. Well, remember, <laughs> but that was the coup de gras for Tiger Woods, if you remember. 
Uh, if you remember that sordid story of oh, Tiger Woods, that sort of story. that he, you know, remember after it all came out and then he did the mea culpa and he admitted mm-hmm. he was a sex addict and then he had to tell his wife about all of it and uh, went went to what the clinic or whatever, yeah. or the rehab center, mm-hmm. came back, did the press conference. And then the story came out that he had been with their nanny. Yeah, that was like watching their kids. Dude, that was a thing though, because it was like a lot of Hollywood celebrities that came out. They was also with nannies. Remember this? Yeah, it was like, it was like two or three. Well, of them. somehow came out, and then she, and he hadn't told her about that one because he knew it would have cut her the deepest. Like this is oh, the lady cut, that well, watches she knew, the kids. Yeah, she, she knew. You know how that goes oh. when, when she's the one talking. You know, watching oh, the kids. Man. When that came out, that's when it was over, and that's when she. She's like, she's like, you got no, you got no moral compass at all. You couldn't, you well, couldn't. And you, Tiger, I, and Tiger knew enough. He couldn't tell her that one. Yeah, he could it, share a lot. He couldn't share that one. And it's like, and I, I kind of get the woman on that. It's like, okay, listen, you got the world to cheat with. You're Tiger freaking Woods. Okay, you probably can go to any city, major city in the country, and you could be fighting them off with a stick. Did you have to bang the nanny in the house? Did you? You got a problem then? Okay, you got, you have to bang the nanny. You can bang any of these other women. No, I don't know if it was in the house. I do think it was outside of the house. Oh, it was up with the bang. But the still, nanny. the lady, the who nanny that takes, lives with them. the woman who takes care of our children. Come on, Tiger. man. Our children, Tiger. Come on, man, Tiger. Tiger. Yeah, that was a thing, though, for a while. Remember all these celebrities who got caught, like, banging the nanny? Ben Affleck got caught banging ben the Affleck? nanny. Jude, Jude Law. Law got caught banging the nanny. Of course, we talked about Schwarzenegger. Ethan Hawke was banging the nanny. Robin Williams Ethan banging Hawk? the nanny. Mick Jagger accused of banging the nanny. I mean, these guys, listen, don't get hot nannies. Well, don't even get an ugly one, apparently, if you look at it. But still. That didn't seem to stop Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, she was was she a nanny or a housekeeper? That's a well, yeah, but the living housekeepers in Hollywood, <laughs> they kind of do a lot of everything. They do it. They do it all. Yeah, change some diapers where you need it. You know, clean the house. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I and I know you get the sex addiction thing with Tiger, but I, I'll say this: I I have yet to. There's some afflictions that are mostly synonymous with celebrity lifestyle. Like when people get they check into a hospital for exhaustion. Like celebrities do that. Like, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. But you ain't checking to a hospital for it. You know what I mean? And I will say that most sex addiction is a celebrity thing. Most of the sex addicts that are known are celebrities. And you don't know a lot of regular yeah, folks they do weird things. sex addicted. I'm sure there are sex addicts who are just gin pop. But they just deal with it. They're like, man, I got to deal with my sex addiction. I got to deal with it. Well, we have better help. Yeah, you know, exactly. You don't get to go to a clinic for it. There are some things that Jen Poppy's got to deal with. Like, man, you got to deal with your sex addiction on your own. Some of you out there listening probably like, am I sex addicted? I, Maybe I have, you are. I have some friends that were actually diagnosed as sex addicts. Ooh. Two. Yeah. Because they got money living in Westlake. That's my point. Well, no. Well. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting back to kind of my point. I love you, but you're approving my point. Thank okay. you. Thank Good you, Ty. Because <laughs> they can afford it to go to a, exactly. to a uh, to somebody psychiatrist that di- who yes. will diagnose them with yes. that. Yes, poor people are like, no, I guess I guess I will self-diagnose myself. I'm, I'm horny all the time. I guess I'm a sex addict. Like, no, that's, that's like you got, you got money to get diagnosed with that and get the help you need. That's my point. But BetterHelp, shout out, betterhelp.com slash the home. I thought you were talking more about the ability to, like, actually get girls. You like can that, be. The celebrity no, no, I'm not saying that, that they – I'm not saying it does – I'm not saying it doesn't affect the gen pop, but I'm talking about the diagnosis and treatment oh, okay. is usually some people who are, you know, affluent. affluent. Yeah, I got you. Yes. But they can afford it. Like, Hello. Yeah. Like, I, I would love to get checked. I would love to check into a hospital for exhaustion. I would love it. I can't. Do, I won't ever do it in my life. Don't ever have the resources to do it. All the time. Maybe, like, maybe one day you win the lottery or something. And exactly. <laughs> Take a vacation. Your, your wife's exhausted? Have she ever checked into a no. hospital for exhaustion? No. No. <laughs> I will say that uh, – my favorite Hollywood, not my favorite, the, the oddest Hollywood, this wasn't an addiction, 
Remember from the show Entourage, uh, the Ari Gold character, Jeremy Piven? Oh, yeah, he was great. When he got diagnosed with a life-threatening mercury poisoning, uh, poisoning alert because he was eating too much sushi. <laughs> and he almost died. <laughs> Hold on, we talking about on the show or in real life? No, in real life. In real life? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, uh, that's a lot of sushi. He had to drop out of a Broadway show that he was on because he had a mercury, elevated mercury condition. Did he say how much sushi he was consuming? Uh, he like, said a, like on a week or He a said day? the only protein I got for 20 years was fish. Oh, he's like, the, that's an addiction. He ate sushi <laughs> at least twice a day. Kind of thought I was doing the right thing. As soon as I heard this, I stopped fish altogether. What did I say to start the show? <laughs> full circle. What did I say, E? Everything in moderation, including moderation. Even your healthy including habits. Including sushi. You need to, exactly. You need to do that in moderation, man. Too much healthy stuff will also be bad for you. <laughs> it's just the truth. Hey, moderation, uh, baby. We're going to get behind the burn orange curtain coming up. The fabulous fifth hour is here. Can I? Uh, That's why we're talking about random you stuff. You have the music <laughs> I, I asked you to find, Ty. Do you ever, have you ever done this, Rod? You, this is maybe something you haven't done. I will confirm I've done a lot. Have you ever done the chicken dance? Uh, what is the chicken dance? You never done the chicken dance? Like at a uh, wedding, like a white person's wedding? Oh, yeah, I've seen white people do this. Yes, yes, I've heard them. Yes, I don't do it, but I've seen it. That's what happened at your place. Well, I, I've seen people do it, but I don't participate. <laughs> but I've seen it, though. It's very silly and fun. Da, da, it's, da, fun. it's a kid. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. normally do it like elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Teach kids to do it. Yeah. Then uh, for whatever reason, we do it at a white, white Irish Catholic wedding. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's polka music. I don't know. It is a polka. Yeah. It's a polka it's thing, worse but it's the chicken season. dance. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's all, it started last weekend. We do like the Harlem Shuffle, and we do stuff. We like do that, that too. What's the one that? Uh, <laughs> we do the Cupid Shuffle. Ella DeGeneres like used to come in. Too. Yeah, they yeah, do that yeah. one. We do that something. Well, the reason I have to play this is if you have a favorite NFL player and you like chicken sandwiches, Ron. Oh yeah, love chicken sandwiches, man. It's not to love. You ever been to uh, Shake Shack? I have been to Shake Shack. They got one well, the, on the, South Lamar, where Shake Shack is, and also. Yeah, there's one right over here in uh, South Park Meadows yeah, too. One of, yeah, they um. They, this is working for them. This is a marketing scheme for them, and it's working because I'm mentioning it at least on this show. Already done. But for week 10 in the NFL, if if an NFL player, after scoring a touchdown, does a chicken dance, Shake Shack has announced they're going to give a free chicken sandwich to everyone in America. Damn, that's brilliant. (laughs) Damn, that's brilliant. Good for this Sunday's games only. Brilliant. That's brilliant. I'm not going to lie. That's great marketing. That, you know what? Kudos, you Shake Shack. Because I've never, I don't think, of, I don't think of chicken sandwiches with Shake Shack. I don't either. I think of chicken. Now I do. But there you go, chicken. And that, but it's great because it's it's it's, out, it's it, they got to pay for the free sandwiches, of course. But it's going to get people like you or potentially people who don't go to Shake Shack. They're going to be might, hitting up all the players on Instagram. Exactly. Hey man, do the chicken dance. <laughs> do the chicken dance. So it's like it's interactive. Got to hit up Christian McCaffrey. He scored a touchdown in seventeen <laughs> straight games. It's an interactive marketing campaign. Just a free media. They're going to get on social media off, like you said, fans hitting up their favorite players, saying, "Hey, do chicken dance when you score today." It made it worth it all right there. Made it. I don't know how much it's going to cost them, but it made it worth it right there. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh man. Very that's smart. Money. Shake Shack. And I will admit, as I sit here today, hand on the uh, hand on the hardwood here, I've never stepped foot in a Shake Shack. I have. I had it. I've had it twice. It's not bad. It's not. I don't know. If I don't have an aversion to it. Program. I just have never found myself in a Shake Shack. Ty, you're the more the fast food connoisseur. Are you are you ever been to Shake Shack? It sounds like it's a little overpriced too. As it's far as um, goes. it's a good date spot, I guess. I would never go there alone. Ooh. Date spot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why? What do you mean by that? It's a little nicer than well, your yeah, average it's, fast it's, food. It's, 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 it's like kind of like Hop Dotty. If you've been oh, to Hop okay. Dottie. I, I think it's. I think Hobdotty. I would never wait in a long line for a hamburger, but Hobdotty's uh, a gourmet. Hobdotty's more of a gourmet burger, and I don't know if Shake Shack considers himself a gourmet burger. 
It's no, like, right? I mean, it's just like, it's are the shakes good? Yes, That's I mean, it's good. It's it's a smash burger, if I'm remembering uh, correctly. Okay. It's been a while since I've been there, but it, I I would go to Hop Dotty over Shake Shack, and it's uh, probably around the yeah, same I like price. Hop I like Hop Dotty. I'm a Hop Dotty guy. Uh, Hop Dotty. I'm a Hop Dotty fan. I, you know, I've been to the one on South Congress, of course, but uh, also went to Hop Dotty out in uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale area when we were out there covering the Super Bowl. And okay. they yeah. got good fries. I do know that. Hop Dotty. Yeah, they got the fries in the queso. Oh, yeah. They got fries in queso, which I don't know so why more Shake people don't Shack, do fries if you can get queso. your uh, If you can get your favorite NFL player to do a, a chicken dance. Which, it's brilliant. Da, 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 da. And it's, it's a good point, Ty, with the polka. It is, it is worst fest season. Mm-hmm. Worst fest has begun down in uh, New Braunfels. And I need to check in with our guy, Ty Harrington, who he's always invited me to come down. He lives right to where you can walk over to Worst Fest and walk home. Oh, nice. Which is the more important part. Oh, you don't have to worry about yeah, parking. I was about to say, hey, you, you're responsible. You can drink as much as you want. It's one yeah, of my home. favorite there events of the year. Do you drink beer out of a pitcher, Ty? I I dress I dress up. I go down there. I I do it all. You do the whole thing. You dress up. Yeah. What I, do you wear? That's my German roots. Oh, nice. Oh, it's the a Lederhosen party, and everything. Oh, you wear okay. panties, Lederhosen. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is uh, what is your modus of getting there and back? That's always my concern. It's, it's usually a, a bus. We get a party bus, and it takes us down there and takes us. Back. Oh, I'm sure that goes well. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> At least it's safe and smart of you. It's a mature thing to do. But it is fun. I, mean, I don't know that any, I've never talked to anyone who went to Worst Fest and didn't say that's among the best times I've had. Yeah. It's a good I'm time. I agree with you on that. It's actually. electric. And it's, a, it's an all weekend festival? Oh, it's for uh, month, it's, all month. It's a month long. About month three long weeks. Festival. I think it started this last Friday and it goes on. You can go down there in the day. Damn. I mean, they've got uh, German heritage stuff going on, booths. And then, of course, at night it just becomes a drink fest. I, was, uh, I, started, going, the, I started going with my German class in high school. We'd take a trip down there oh, every nice. year. That's legit. Nice. Yeah, that's okay. cool. And uh, I, well, out. we need to check out. We Ty, you and I need to hit up Ty Harrington because he lives right there, uh, downtown New Braunfels. You can walk over, and uh, went to his house once. He's got like a million Worst Fest cups. He uses those for his like tumblers, like his cups in his house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he's brought home from Worst Fest. Hey, over I love there. it, no doubt. That's, <laughs> that's good, good stuff right there. Okay. New Braunfels is a cool place. Blowing up down there. I've heard great things about New Braunfels. I would also say that. Uh, can I give props to uh, the folks at Texas State, uh, Coach GJ Kinney? Athletic Director Don Coriel and the president of the university, uh, they fulfilled a promise last night. They went down. You've never been to the, to the river there in San Marcos, Rod, that runs I right have. through campus? Oh, yes, beautiful. Where the ladies hang out and mm-hmm. sun themselves and that kind of stuff. And you get on your tube right there by the uh, Coliseum, the Strand Coliseum. Uh, they, they said if we get to bowl eligibility, we'll jump in the river. Uh, last night, all I three jumped in the river. Oh, that's what I saw that actually yeah. on social media. I wasn't sure what it was. I did so see that. Pretty cool. I mean, uh, speaking of good marketing. You know, they're trying to get bigger crowds. You know, G.J. Kinney's putting a good product on the field down there. They're 6-3. and three. They had a big win over Georgia Southern last weekend after a disappointing loss at home the week before. But uh, he is the right fit there. And even the president, a full suit, like came down from the, the ivory tower and jumped into the uh, – so cool. And then Don Coriel, a good friend of mine, followed him in. And then here came G.J. Kinney. Uh, students were all excited about it. So, you know, you're just, same thing as Shake Shack. You're, you're creating bonds with your fan base and uh, – Living up to your bets, and uh, yes, you and I will live up to our bet, Rod. With, yes, uh, we will pay off that bet. Are we going to do it when we get back in the studio? We I, may just have to do it here. We I don't know when we're to. moving in. Um, yeah, you might be right about that. I was trying to wait till we got back to the studio, and maybe it would be, I don't know, be better visually, but, I mean, we got the cameras here, so we could do it. I mean, I got 
I'll order the mask, and then I'll we'll, we'll set a date. I have to wear a full Texas Rangers uniform, yeah, you hat, got a, you eye got black, a lot. gloves, you got a, wristband. I'm gonna look like Dusty Baker. You gonna have a that's a lot, man. You got to you got to get up early just to get dressed. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> cleats, right? Blue cleats. Wake up early just to get dressed. Yeah, I'll and pull I think it off. It would be considered funnier if we didn't have like your house provides us with a little seclusion for it. Yeah, I'm gonna have so to go we, hit some batting practice with Ty after that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I thought going to the office would be better because at least we'd have to go out in public a little bit. People are like, what the hell? What the hell is that guy wearing? That's kind of weird. In the elevator. Yes. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Of, I want part of the humiliation factor. That's part of the bet. So I think coming here, it's kind of cheating. It is. Your house what do you think, Ty? Do you think we should wait till we get back in studio, or what should we do here? Because we're the, the World Series. Is um, that was bad. the bet was on the Astros series. Yeah. I mean, exactly. The, <laughs> I'm I'm ready to do it whenever y'all are. Y'all, y'all right, the ones that we'll do it you need to get the jersey, you need to get the mask. Just I get all that. Get we'll it all together. We'll figure out where we're at. Yeah. And I will still, yeah. when the show's over, Ty, come see you, and we'll uh, we'll head over to HEB. I've been I've been uh, tossing the ball around with my roommates, getting ready. I, I still I still got I still got an arm. <laughs> nice. Hold up, oh, I love it. Hold up, Ty, are you gonna pitch to to, to E? Yeah. He's going to bean me. It's going to be like, oh, that's uh, gonna be great. like Jose Abreu. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. That actually is going to be pretty good. I'll get the I'll bat out and start swinging it. While you toss off with your roommates, I'll go ahead and uh, start you know, working on the batting cage. Nice. I'll get that going. All right, so there's some fun, fabulous fifth-hour conversations that can only happen in the fabulous fifth hour or not. Um, try to get to them all where. Damn right. Uh, we're also talking Longhorns, of course, and uh, you'll hear Sark coming up and behind the Burnworks curtain, I believe. Uh, you know, the health of the team. Uh, Sark said yesterday pretty clearly, for the first time in more than a month, everybody practiced. Everybody. And as a player, Rob, what does that mean to you, that they're at least practicing on a Monday, that they're out there? They're not, because if they're practicing, that means they're not in treatment, right? They're yeah, not, if they're practicing, that means they're on track to play. Uh, now, maybe that track for some guys is this upcoming weekend versus TCU. Maybe for some other guys, that track's a little slower, and their track is, you know, Iowa State coming up. Yeah. But it means they're on track for this stretch run for Texas that likely before the Big 12 title game, if, you know, knock on some wood here, if they don't have any other major injuries, they'll have all their guys back um, be- right before the Big 12 title game, which is ideally when you want to be at your best, to be well, peaking the at the right time. Well, and the fact that you've, set, you've managed to win these, you know, end of the edge of the cliff games, <laughs> these cliffhangers, uh, to get yourself here. And now could you get healthy? Um, and I, I mentioned this. Our friend Anwar Richardson over at orangebuzz.com has a story today that he was told that there's a 75% chance that Quinn's going to play in this game on Saturday. Yeah, there you go. That's uh, beautiful. His story this morning that he dropped says, I checked with a source about Quinn Ewers on Tuesday morning during and told there was a 75% chance that Ewers will play uh, against TCU Saturday. Uh, he wants to win the Natty, I was told. He loves this team. Uh, clearly, there was a 25% chance that he won't play. So, obviously, that here, here's what that sounds like to me, if that's accurate. And Anwar does great work, so yeah, no reason to believe. Uh, he's got deep sources. But if all tracks well this week, there's a good chance he plays, right? There could be a setback at any point, right? You could, you know, something could happen between – because he's out there practicing. He's out there throwing the ball around. Uh, that would be a good report for Texas. I mean, it sounds to me that if, if things track well – then maybe by Thursday, Friday, he's taking the first team reps, Rod, and he's getting ready to play in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think when Sark – And we, we had the cut from Sark saying yes. that, that it's up to him at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know – Which means about pain. Pain, pain tolerance. tolerance is going to yes. be a big issue. Yes. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they're, what they're looking at this weekend. That's hard to judge, actually, in practice because you don't get hit in practice. He won't get hit in practice. Nobody will come close to him. That's right. So that pain tolerance is really about how much risk – 
you're you're willing to take in the game because that's when he's actually going to get hit for the first time and be able to judge that pain. Nobody's going to be hitting on him. It's going to be just all well, treatment. Well, and obviously TCU's very aware of the situation. And they're coming after They're him. coming after him. They're coming after him. And, you know, TCU's not great in a lot of stats in the Big 12, but they are fourth in sacks. Yeah. And then, listen, if you come after him, even if I'm not going to sack him, I need to hit him. So I'm coming after him just so I, when he does throw, I can still oh. get bang on him. I can still bang on that shoulder, bang well, on that Well, and the last thing you want to do whatever is, it is re-injure the guy. He's almost ready, and then all yes. of a sudden you've got – this game, and then three more. And uh, I wouldn't doubt that this is all misinformation for Sark to force TCU to have to, you know, prepare for two quarterbacks. That's the game plan for two quarterbacks. And even if you end up just starting Malik or starting Quinn, you still have forced them to operate at a disadvantage because they have split their practice time and meeting time in half to prepare for two quarterbacks. So it could just be gamesmanship too, but I think it's something to it. I'm with you. I think um, I think Anwar is probably you know on the money here. I think Quinn's closer now to playing than he has ever been uh, since this, since the injury. Well, and uh, may, maybe as usual, you said it right right off the sh- top of the show where you said you know Malik gets the start, but if he struggles early on the road in his first road start, maybe Quinn's ready to go. And then you have to worry about feeling bad about benching a young quarterback because technically it's not benching because we just put our starter back in. Yeah. <laughs> so you bench it for Arch, that's a different conversation than benching him for Quinn. Can we agree? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and, and it's kind of the message to Malik would be, hey, let's go. And if, if things get off to a good start and you, you're controlling your business, you give Arch or you give me give Quinn one more week. Yep. If things aren't going well, you let him know pretty quickly, look, we're gonna we're gonna pull it pretty quick. If we're not moving the ball, if we're making mistakes, we're going to Quinn. Yep. Uh, we'd rather get through one more week without it. Uh, same time, that's a challenge to Malik. Hey, uh, you know, finish this game. Don't make the mistakes you've made each of the last two weeks because in addition to the four picks he's already thrown, there's been three or four throws that very well could have been oh, interceptions. No and doubt. So that's eight passes in two games that could have been turnovers. That's putting the ball in peril. That's the opposite of re- reserving the right to punt the ball. Uh, what is it every quarterback coach would tell you, every offensive coordinator, Rod? The ball is our team's ball. Mm-hmm. It's not your ball. I love that. It's the team's ball. And we want, on this drive, we want either a kick or a kick. We're either kicking an extra point, a field goal, or a we're punting. Point. Yep. It's always good to kick at the end of a drive. And then the <laughs> smart-ass player could say, well, then, Coach, why do we keep going for it on fourth down? Yeah. <laughs> red zone. I'm just kidding. No, that's a good question, though. But that's those old good coaching question. cliches that I remember. Hey, I would, that's a, that's a good we one. want a kick. Yep. We're either going to kick an extra point, we're going to kick a field goal, or we're going to punt. And nothing's wrong with punting. Nothing's wrong with punting. Yeah. With our defense. There are worse things than punting, and it's turnovers. Yes. <laughs> turnovers yeah. on downs count, too, Coach. Yes. That's you, too, Coach. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll get closer. And you're right about the uh, subterfuge that could be going on where Sark wants Sonny Dykes thinking about mm-hmm. it. but. You know, Sonny's going to prepare for all the quarterbacks. Yes, he you will. know that. Yeah, He's yeah. going to they're going to be preparing for Malik and they'll be prepared for Quinn and uh all right, so we'll get ready. We'll hear Sark coming up more in our uh behind the burn orange curtain segment. This cuz says you guys should make a video like Sports Center commercial. <laughs> Maybe well, you know, the, 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 oh. by the way, when we do the Put uniform the and, the the ma- and the mask, we got to <laughs> have Jacob our digital uh producer come and we got to oh, do we got to yeah. do a video. No, there will be a video. Especially especially of me at the HEB. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you're, you're, I would say your outfit's going to be pretty elaborate. We'll, we'll, <laughs> like, we'll wrap a Ty's challenge into it as well. Let's see if I can strike you out. I would like that, actually. Ooh, I'm gonna have to that go, would go be to good. Get, I'm going to get out the T work right. Somebody's going to get hurt. It's all about he, the T. He's going to get hurt trying to swing away, or Ty's going to get hurt trying to throw some heat. I don't know which one's going to happen. And we'll get, we'll get Coach Harrington to be the, uh, the umpire. I'm sure, he's, oh. I'm sure he's got some umpire gear. That's right. Nice. I like this. I like where this is going. I'm all about it. 
I'm all about it. All right, uh, we'll come back. Thanks for everybody that's letting us know that apparently on the YouTube channel and on Twitch, maybe, I sound like uh, Tyler Coe. I've got two octaves too low. Rod, your, yours is all good. I don't know what's going on I'm with good. my audio versus yours. But, yeah. hey. uh, but on the app and on the radio station, it all sounds good. Uh, but uh, this one says, E, hit the Afrin, take a half a shot of whiskey, one tablespoon of honey, and squeeze of lemon before bed tonight. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah, my mom used to make a concoction like that, uh, like a, it's kind of a hotty toddy. Hotty toddy, that's hotty what that toddy, would be. Right? My mother would tell my, right? my, my sweet mother would called? tell me to take a shot of whiskey. Yeah, and they Irish put little, whiskey. And they though. put a little whiskey in there too, I think, sometimes, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's growing up in an Irish household. Shot of whiskey. I think it works. It just puts them to sleep. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, just rub it on their gums. Still works. Still works. <laughs> Still works. <laughs> well, what I do, if it gets bad for me, Rod, I, I know I need to get a good night's sleep, I'll take a couple Benadryls, drink a Bud Light, and go to sleep. I mean, I'll just not, and I'll do it yeah. like seven o'clock. The sleep is what you really need. To That's me. my problem. Yeah. Even if I have to, like, yeah. I, I need to sleep. Yeah. Because if I don't, I know how that That's cycle goes. That's when your goes. body is fight, actually fighting off the disease or whatever. And the if all you're doing is, is sniffling and then you cough and you don't get that sleep, I'll just knock my ass out. Yep. That's fine with me. No, it is. I totally agree with that. You and need, then you I should, usually wake up get, feeling better. Because the Benadryl, the Benadryl kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go to bed like seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I'll still get up at four. But at the same time, you know, I'll probably be a little groggy the next day, may need a couple of coffee but i'll uh, that's you just got to knock it out at some point if it's you're, just a little head cold that's all you're dealing with yeah don't let it fester no don't let it fester let the, I, my, my thing is the first 48 i'm trying to knock it out in the first 48 i am so i kind of overload my system and then i'm with you i try vitamin to get, c yes ton of, ton of vitamin c and i try to cam going yeah and try to get some sleep with you i try to get like eight to ten that night and using my body my immune system kicks in. i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. That's what you want, right? I start fighting it. And then yeah. you go to the, the double Bs, the double barrel Benadryls, mm -hmm. and really oh, get your body into like a drown relaxed that, state. Drown that damn thing. We'll be back. <laughs> Hook them up with Ian Rodby. We'll hit the uh, behind the BOC for the end of the hour. What's popping? And, yeah, get your favorite NFL player to do the chicken dance this weekend. We could all be eating chicken sandwiches. That's awesome. That'd uh, be great. We're coming back. Hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook em up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Keep an eye on the uh, Newswire today into tomorrow with the uh, Big Ten situation. I told you that the uh, Big Ten Conference has sent a letter. This is a legal formality, but they've informed Michigan that uh, they're likely about to get punished uh, in some regard. I and mean, that's part of the deal. They've got to tell them. Um, in a letter form that uh, punishment could be coming for the university or employees within the football program. Uh, we'll see what that means, but uh, that step has been taken. Remember last week the Big Ten and their coaches and the, some ADs had a conference call in which they urged the Big Ten to act now, to do something decisive in real time because there's enough information and evidence that uh, there was sign stealing happening versus other conference teams, which is outside the sportsmanship uh, parameters of the conference's bylaws. And so don't wait. Do something now. Uh, it's going to end up in court, Rod. We know that. And, yeah. you know, Michigan will lawyer up big. Jim Harbaugh yeah. will lawyer up. And as I said, it's, but I do think it's for the right decision for Tony Bettini. He'll take heat from Michigan fans. But the other 
you know, 13 or 15 teams in the conference will be praising him and their fan bases for doing something to protect them. Because if this is indeed happening, it's happening against, you know, Big Ten teams yeah. for the most part. And there, you know, you would argue if it's if it's sophisticated enough and deep enough, it's giving Michigan an unfair advantage against their opponents, blatantly breaking rules that are on the books. If that's already been found, I have no problem with it. And then, you know, let the lawyers take it from there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – I think – Right now, everybody's kind of waiting to see if the NCAA – looks like the Big Ten is ready. Like, this is how the Big Ten is ready to take some action and to make a statement – not make a statement literally, but release a statement, but make a statement about how the conference feels about these allegations and in this investigation. But the NCAA takes their time. They move at a glacier-like pace, and I'm not sure what they are in their investigation, and that could potentially help out the you know the Michigan lawyers and giving them an excuse because they may just scream due process as to the reason why they file an injunction. Yeah, they're going to run for an injunction for yes. sure. I just think like we know how the NCAA works and by their own rules, if they sent Michigan a finding of fact that was we 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 this is what our investigation uncovered, Michigan would have ninety days from that day of letter receipt uh, to respond. Well, that's three months, Rod. Season's long over by then. Exactly. I think what the Big Ten leaders are asking for and the coaches are, let's do something now. Let's not wait till this is over. Jim Harbaugh very well be off to the NFL. Uh, they may win the national championship, and that'd be fine, but we need something done now. If we found this evidence, if it's there, and it's been happening against our teams in our conference, and it's an unfair advantage, what are we waiting on? I mean, what are we waiting on? Let's go ahead and act, and then let it, let it sort out from there. I would assume if something comes down this week, because there is some talk that – Jim Harbaugh will be suspended. Well, he's going to lawyer up, get the injunction. He'll coach the game against Penn State yeah. pending the injunction and the hearings, and this ends up in court. Yeah, because the, the Michigan ultimately is going to claim is that Jim Harbaugh only knew of – he didn't know of the entire inner, like the operation. He didn't know how about these sophisticated systemic operations. He may have knew about Connor Stallions on the staff, and that Connor Stallions was – you know, may have been, you know, engaging in some activity. And I think they'll try to distance Jim Harbaugh from, you know, the, the scale of the operation over two years, going to opponents' games, hiring, actually, you know, paying other uh, staff members to buy tickets and to observe different, you know, team signs from both sides of the stadium. I think if they, if they can connect Connor Stallion's activities to knowledge of Jim Harbaugh, that's the key. If not, they'll try to claim that Jim Harbaugh, hey, I knew Connor Stallions, but I didn't know he was this crazy. Yeah, I just think that the, <laughs> even the, uh, the photo and video evidence makes that hard to believe. It does. Because Connor Stallions he's, he's is on standing the on the sidelines talking to coordinators. Exactly. You cannot – that doesn't pass the smell Well, you could just say, I thought he was an insider. I thought he was a guy that had great football knowledge. I didn't think he was actually spying on other teams. I didn't know he was flying across the country during yeah. the season to do this type of stuff. Where did he get the knowledge? I mean, that could be the question. Why didn't you ask, where are you getting this knowledge, Connor Stallions? Where are you getting all this yeah, that, information? That's under the idea of uh, <laughs> if you didn't know, you should have known. Yes. Um, agreed. That's, that's obvious and, and because – you know, as you said, no one gets sideline access to talk to coordinators during the game. You don't get I mean, to talk to those guys unless come you, on, man. you are a true insider. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know anything about the, 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 the case against Jim Harbaugh gets worse when you know his nature. He controls everything. He always has. He's, mm -hmm. got, he's got his fingers on everything going everything. on. I mean, he grew up in the house of a very successful high, you know, college football coach. He and his brother. I mean, they, they learned the family business a long time ago. Yes, they did. Uh, you, you take care of your program. You know what's going on in your program. That flies in the face of Jim Harbaugh, the coach. It does. Uh, so, yes, I think there's a lot, and I'm just going to be interested to see what it is. Is it, You know, there's some suggesting he could be suspended for the rest of the season. What if he just admits it? What if he just comes out and be like, yeah, I did it? 
I did it. I did it. And I'm yeah, moving on. Now, I'm not talking about now, not while the season's going on. I'm talking about once everything is over, the investigation, and then, you know, the season's over. I, what if he comes out and admits it? Because he's not – I don't think he would come back to college again if he goes to the NFL. I think that would be his last hurrah as a coach. I don't think he would go to the NFL and then come back to college. He's yeah. going from college to the NFL, back to college. I don't see him going back to the NFL and then back to college. He could, but that's a lot. Yeah. I think if he goes to the NFL, that would be his last stop. And I wonder if he would be just go like, yeah, I mean, I did it. I admit it. We're, you know, moving on to the NFL. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see where this goes. And that, that, that first formality has happened because there's been a lot of buzz that there's a suspension coming for Jim Harbaugh. Uh, this formality would indicate, okay, there's a punishment coming. What is it going to be? A game suspension from the conference, by the way, not from the NCAA. This would become from the Big Ten, directed at a coach within its conference for sportsmanship. If, it, if it's just a violation. game, take the, take the suspension if it's just a game. I would agree with that. If it's just one game, I'll be like, I'll, t- I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> one game is nothing. If they want to get, you know, bullish. They now, wanna, if they come out and say rest of the regular season, and, that's, that's – and, and, and the Big Ten title game, they, take both. Or even rest of the regular season, yeah. that's three games, and that, that three games includes Penn State and Ohio State. Yeah, so I, that's why you'd get him – you know, fighting back against that. But one game, honestly, that's a nice compromise. I'd take that if I was Jim Harbaugh. The question is, when it's all said and done, will Jim Harbaugh admit wrongdoing or will he always deny, deny, deny? When all this is said and done, I would like to know. Because Pete Carroll never admitted wrongdoing, did he? I don't think so. I don't think we ever got a straight answer from Pete Carroll one way or the other. <laughs> he just got to like, hey, you know what? That's something part of my life I'm not even discussing anymore. So I just wonder if they'll even get that out of Harbaugh or if he just goes to the NFL like Pete Carroll and – it never happened, yeah. pretty much. Well, we'll see. Uh, and But the other part of the Big Ten is you don't want your a potential national championship from your conference to be tainted. Uh, can you I'm prevent sorry. that at this point? I don't know. I don't know because they, they are a really good team. Hey, let's go behind the burnt orange curtain one more time. Texas football on a Tuesday. Looking forward to the college football playoff rankings coming out tonight. Let's go behind the VOC. And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that curtain? <laughs> All right, welcome back. Let's talk about some Texas football here because big game coming up for the Longhorns versus TCU. We heard Sark talking about the Horned Frogs and uh, the different challenges that the Horned Frogs are going to present. But most of the challenges for Texas in this upcoming matchup uh, will be dealing with injuries to guys and trying to make sure that they are the healthiest that they can be in this upcoming matchup. Obviously, most of the discussion that we've had all morning has been about the Quinn Ewers uh, injury and his status. For those who haven't been keeping up uh, earlier, I think it was yesterday, last night, Quinn Ewers did post a very cryptic social media message. Uh, It was a Merle Haggard uh, song lyric he posted uh, with a shout-out to Merle Haggard. So, turn me loose, set me free. A lot of Longhorn friends, they ran with this and thought, oh, man, maybe Quinn's hinting that he's coming back sooner rather than later. Uh, Here is Steve Sarkeesian talking about the status of Quinn Ewers. Yeah, so uh, Quinn, uh, like I said, he he started to throw a little bit last week. Um, He threw again today. Um, To me, it's more day-to-day at this point, you know, where a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, was kind of week-to-week. Today's more day-to-day, and I got to, you know, I have to continue to see how he feels. You know, ultimately, this is a... How does he feel? You know, I, I can't, you know, that he, the doctors, what does it feel like? Where is he at? Um, I can give my assessment on the capability to operate our offense, but ultimately, how does he feel? And so we'll navigate this week. 
All right, let's start talking about Quinn's status. So it looks like, and, and uh, my man, he just uh, mentioned the Anwar, Anwar Richardson report that says his sources tell him about a 70% chance, a little over a 70% chance that we see Quinn uh, in this game uh, versus TCU this weekend. Um, with that being said, Sark is really, you know, having a, I'm sorry, it's a difficult time, but I'm sure it's challenging for him trying to balance the reps of these quarterbacks now because now Quinn is thrown in the mix, so Quinn's practicing. Uh, and then you got Malik Murphy. You make got to make sure he's ready to play, right? He's your uh, your second string quarterback, but now making his potentially his third start, and you need to start seeing some consistency, a baseline of consistent performance from him. And in case the fit hits the shan, and worst case scenario happens, Quinn can't play. Something happens to Malik. Knock on wood. Archie's got to be ready to go. So the season doesn't derail at any point. Here is Sark talking about that balancing act right now um, that is really challenging for him with getting all these quarterbacks ready to go. Well, and in Arch too, right? And so there, there is. It's it's a balancing act, you know. And we try to be really mindful of a. It's one to look at how many reps. B. What are what plays are they repping, right? And so that. Um, they're getting quality opportunities to, to develop their own skill set and see who are they repping those plays with, right? And so there, there is a, there's a, a balancing act to all of that. Uh, myself, Coach Milwee, try to, try to do our best to, to manage that um, and then monitor it in practice. You know, if we feel like a guy needs another rep of something, we put him back in to get a rep of something. So, um, but that, that's, you know, it's never easy, I guess, um, but but we're like I said, we're fortunate that we have you know three really good players at that position that need to all continue to develop and get healthy and, and do those things to so that when they get in they can play with uh, with the utmost confidence. All right, uh, there's Sark talking about um, you know the uh, the balancing act right now that he is trying to. Really trying to trying to figure out right now a quarterback because he's not gonna know really who's gonna play until right, later on this this week like Thursday Friday because if Quinn is ahead of schedule Quinn's gonna play I imagine but if Quinn's not quite right it's possible that they could hold Quinn out have him ready as the you know basically the second string or emergency quarterback and have Malik play if Malik ends up and you know regressing or having a bad game to start. Then they can put in Quinn. But if Quinn's not ready to go and then say something does happen with Malik either regressing or Malik has an injury, I'm knocking on wood there for that, then you've got to have Arch ready to go. And all of this hopefully is moot because Malik goes out there and balls out and we have to worry about Quinn or Arch. That's the hope. But as a coach, you've got to plan for the worst. You can hope for the best, but you've got to plan for the worst. Um, let's get uh, 15 ready to go here, Ty. Here's uh, Sark talking about Arch Manning's progress because that's the third factor in this quarterback equation, how you got to get uh, Arch Manning, the third-string quarterback, ready to go, worst-case scenario. You know, for me with Arch, you know, I'm learning more and more and more about his skill set. And uh, one thing that I've been you know, really impressed with him is, you know, his – Conviction and and ability to throw the ball down the field um, with with a great deal of accuracy, um, which sometimes is hard to tell in high school, um, especially when they're not the style of offense that that we are. They have some some aspects of it, uh, but what I've learned over the last couple weeks, especially last week, is he can make a lot of throws down the field and do it in a way that 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 guys. Uh, are very comfortable uh, making those plays down the field, so that that's a real positive. And then I think the second part about his game that that I'm 
really encouraged about is he is very athletic. Arch is extremely athletic. He's a strong, powerful guy. Uh, he's got good speed about him. So his his game gives a little different versatility and twist uh, to his style of play. All right, let's start talking about Arch Manning. So Sars got a lot on his plate with the quarterback position, he and A.J. Milwee this week. Uh, but the most promising news coming out of the Monday media availability was about the overall health of the team. Uh, they dealt with a lot of injuries in that K-State game. Uh, Christian Jones was out. You had multiple starting safeties out. Of course, the quarterback position dealing with uh, injuries there as well. Here's Sark talking about the overall health of the team and uh, some really promising news. Well, I'd say this. I think the thing that was probably the most encouraging thing for me today, everybody practiced. That was awesome. <laughs> hey, we, we've gone about a month now or so where certain guys have been out, certain guys have been limited. Um, the beauty of today's practice, everybody was out there. Catalan was back out there. Crawford was out there. Um, Kelvin was out there. Christian Jones was out there. Uh, so that was real positive. Um, naturally, as the week goes on, we're going to have to monitor all these guys and, and figure out, you know, who can really contribute to the game and then how much and, and what is that going to look like. But for a Monday, for them all to be out there today w was really, really encouraging for me. There you go. Sorry. So everybody practice doesn't mean everybody's going to play. But everybody practicing is big. Now, because that means everybody's on track to play at least in the next two to three weeks, I would imagine. So good. that's good news for Longhorn fans. Yeah, and maybe uh, maybe Jalen Catalan's out there this week. We'll see. Keaton Crawford was out. Christian yep. Jones uh, was out. So, yes, uh, health is good at this time of year. And they've battled through um, you know, the, the toughest part of their schedule through those injuries, right? They went Kansas, Oklahoma, mm -hmm. trip to Houston, the game with K-State. Now there's manageable games. Now, Texas could lose any of these games. We know that at this point. Uh, but they also could treat these three games like they did BYU. Yep, agreed. And dominate. Uh, our man T-Bone sent us this. You realize, realize that Lincoln Riley, here's a stat. USC has given up 183 points in their last four games that Alex Grinch has been fired. Texas has given up 158 points all year. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, the that, that, reason Alex Grinch is gone. And I think most of us surprised it took this long. Yeah, they're, they're that that I mean because the Washington game you just could see coming, but okay, if Michael Penix shreds us with these NFL receivers, okay. Yeah, because he's been doing but that to get, everybody. But you give up three hundred yards rushing. They just, dude, nobody in a gap. You know, can't gaping holes. In the open field. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. All right, we'll come back uh, when we do. What's poppin'? Plus a Sex Panther pick of the night from T.Y. Uh, get you set up for the rest of your Tuesday. I'll hook them up. Join the conversation on the new Horn text line, 512-447-3776. That's 512-447-3776. What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that flight stocking. Just joshing. I'm spending this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. I can put the ball in the end zone, put a bad in the friend zone. Sound like an intro, jet song, give me that tempo. Told pool, he a fool. Told her, don't let her friends know. In the villain, I move like a dime. Eating fettuccine of Vincenzo's. Me and my amigos got that free smoke on the West Coast. Yeah, I'm talking about pre rolls what is poppin' on a Tuesday? And uh, poppin' is this, not this, Rod. The opposite of popping would be my fantasy football teams this week. Went 0 for 2. Lost both games. Not good. Think about this, why fantasy football is a wreck. Not good. Uh, year long. I lost both games 
to teams who started Derek Carr as their starting quarterback. Not good. And my quarterbacks are Josh Allen and Tua. Mm. Like, that's terrible. That's terrible. How does that happen? That's Mark, ugly. Derek Carr? Mm. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, I needed more from Tony Pollard. Let's just say Tony Pollard is not popping. Tony Pollard uh, could have I mean, won both leagues if Tony Pollard had scored a touchdown. But they don't even give him the damn ball. Uh, yeah, I think they don't give him the ball because they know it's like a it's a waste to give him the ball. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I think he's just having a hard time getting back to his well, own need self, him. to his prime self. My team needs him, Rod. I mean, this is about me here. Yeah. We, we need a, We need to win. He's got he's got 120 rushes so far this season. At this time last year, it was 81. Yeah, and he's about seven yards a pop. Those eighty-one exactly. carries, and, and that's not including the receptions. And he didn't even coming off the worst injury he's had as a pro. I think he's having a hard time with the usage, the workload, and the injury all at one time. Cowboys should have been able to predict that was going to happen, but you know, hope, hope—that's what they're striving. We like our guys. We like our guys. We love yeah. our guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got a championship roster right here, Rod. I don't. I think they might have, but I think there are ways to kind of safeguard and put in fail safes within like the roster. Well, I hate to say it, they but uh, last year they were probably one other really good receiver away from being able to beat the Niners in January. They tried. Remember they tried the Texans. Did, Texans played hardball with Brandon Cooks. So I'll give them props. They did try, and the Texans didn't want to pay the salary. Jerry should have paid. Uh, Brandon, it. Jerry should have paid. Jerry should have paid. Jerry should have paid. You're right. That's and a good just point. like they should have That's covered whatever point. the Tennessee Titans wanted to cover for Derrick Henry. Yeah. Come on, man. That's part of going all in. I, I, you mean yeah. I, I, I? You'll never know this, but I think they beat the Eagles the other night with Derrick Henry. Now that wouldn't help my fantasy football team because it would have been Derrick Henry scoring a touchdown, but they, not Tony Pollard. They, if they had a running game at all, they they'd have beat the yes. Eagles last night, and they just didn't have a running game. I know. Yeah. So yes, Come to on, your jerk. point, yeah, they've had Derrick Henry. It's a good chance they win them, and maybe that's that's put that maybe that's what's keeping them from being, you know, a two true championship contender right now. Well, I mean, it's and you said it earlier. We said it during the trade deadline. Can they beat Every, Detroit? Every other uh, – well, it depends on where it's at. If we're in Detroit, uh, look, I think the Detroit's a real deal team, right? I mean, they're physical. Their offensive line is great. Oh, They'd good. be able to run the ball. When they get David Montgomery back to go with the improving Jameer Gibbs, that's the one-two punch that's pretty scary. They also made the trade for uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones yeah, at the deadline the to go with Amon Ross St. That. Brown and so Jameson Williams. Would you take them over the Cowboys right now in the NFC if you're ranking them? Obviously, for Eagles and 49ers – Probably uh, it really, it would, Rod, it would depend on where the game is. It really would. If it was okay. in Dallas, I would probably pick the Cowboys. If it was in uh, Detroit, I would probably pick okay. the, the Lions. Yeah, that's how I believe it's that close, too. Uh, but, you know, that Cowboys defense is really good. And that's, that. you know, I thought that Friday Sunday night game was the ultimate in frustration for the Cowboys because it did have a playoff game feel, and the Cowboys had every reason to win the game. And it just reminded you of those two games with San Francisco the last two Januaries where you just – didn't have enough, and now it's a run game where for the last half decade, this six, seven years, you could always rely on a run game. Yep. You could always rely on Zeke and then Tony Pollard, and now it's just, as you say, they, don't, they just don't trust it. Well, that's a problem because uh, January, December, January football. Ooh, it's ugly. It's so ugly I weather. would say what's popping, if you're, if you're Dallas and you play the Giants this week and then the Carolina Panthers, I want to work on that run game and figure out what you can get. And if it's not Tony Pollard, then do more with Rico Dowdle. I don't know. Uh, Got to figure something out. But now the deadline has passed. Maybe throw some deuce in there. He's still in your practice squad right now. I'm just saying, like you, you need your your run game right now is is pretty mediocre. It's it's period. You're averaging less than four yards a carry. See? Yeah. Well, you're averaging less than four yards a carry. You're an NFL team. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a flaw. It's a huge flaw. Uh, all right. So uh, 50 nights of football. Tidy of a Sex Panther pick of the night. We've got Ball State Testicle Tex at Northern Illinois tonight. 
Uh, we also have Central Michigan Test- and West. Testicle tear. <laughs> well said. Well done. Ball state. Uh, also, Central Michigan at Western Michigan tonight. Ohio is at Buffalo in the Mac attack, the Maction, which will be a lot of fun. A lot of Maction tonight. Akron, eh, that's tomorrow night. Akron at Miami, Ohio. Ty, do you have a Sex Panther pick of the night tonight? What are we doing? I'm going to go with Auburn plus one at Baylor, College Hoops. Ooh, is this one of those early season tournament game thing deals? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, oh, yeah, it is. It's in San Diego. It's, or it's in South Dakota, so it is. It definitely is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, what tournament's in South Dakota, but <laughs> I'll take off. This game is at the Sanford Pentagon in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You been there, Rod? I no, I've not. I've not. Okay, well, this is uh, like Auburn. You're taking Auburn over Baylor. Sounds like a fun place. Plus one, yes. Plus one. Okay, college hoops tonight. All right, they also have a- – FAMU versus Creighton tonight in big-time college basketball. Longhorn, Longhorn Hoops was popping last night with a big win over Incarnate Word to yes, start sir. their season. Texas women will open their season tomorrow night, hosting Southern. All right, there's Ty's Sex Panther pick of the night. Uh, Rod, have a wonderful Tuesday. You too, brother. Get some rest, uh, right. kiss and burp that baby, you know what I'm saying? Get better, brother. Get better, yeah. or you're getting worse. That's what I always <laughs> say. We'll do it again on a Wednesday morning. We'll be one day closer to another weekend in the Longhorns Showdown with TCU. Ty, any fun plans tonight, or is it a slow Tuesday at your place? Uh, I'm going to Central Beer Works. I've never been there before. Oh, nice. All right. Did you get a bed yet? <laughs> today, today, I think, is the plan. Oh, nice. oh, today is the plan. Did you change your tire yet? The tire, yeah. Yeah. Tire got changed. Got I haven't that. checked in with you on there that. There you go. All Steps right, buddy. Thank you, Ty. Steps. Appreciate your great stuff. Thanks to everybody that uh, messaged in, texted in, and had a good time with us. Hope you enjoyed however much you could join us on 101.9 on AM 1260. Streaming on the Horn app and the Twitch channel there. Also on the YouTube channel at uh, The Horn Austin. Have a great Tuesday. Jim Rome is next, then Rich Eisen, then the Sports Complex. Enjoy it. We'll see you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning.